Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift, and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Well, hello, everyone. I hope you're all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie Ferris, your host, and so thrilled for you to be joining us live on the Voice America Network to cultivate a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through worthiness. We have an amazing guest on our show, but before we jump in, I'd like for us to center ourselves in a love light meditation to get us tuned in to the present moment. So quiet your mind. Close your eyes. We'll take three slow, deep cleansing breaths on the count of three. One, inhale. Exhale. Two, inhale. Exhale. Three, inhale. Exhale. Continue breathing at your regular pace. Imagine a big cloud of vibrant white light. Immerse yourself in this energy and see yourself glow. Feel the energy of love, peace, and joy. This is who you really are. The source of love within. Take a moment to bathe in this calming healing energy of pure divine love. Commit to being light. Now focus on your heart. Love lives here. Tell yourself, I am worthy. I am light. I am love. And on the count of three, bring yourself back. One, two, Three, revisit this place as often as you like to remind you of the shining love light within. Love is our heart's desire. How do we open to love and what gets in the way? Reading our lives of clutter can release blocks. There's a quote by Katrina Meyer, Get rid of clutter and you may just find that it was blocking the door you've been looking for. Emotional, when I think about emotional clutter, I think of a quote by Wayne Misner. Keeping baggage from the past will leave no room for the happiness in the future. How do we make space for ourselves and open ourselves to love? We have an amazing guest who will show us how, and that's Julie Carasio, life coach, reawaken your brilliance, author of several books, including Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out, and Got Clutter, and I'm sure, you know, we all have clutter and we all need to be continuously releasing, and she has also a 365 journal prompts, Reclaim Time, Money, Sanity and Resources, and these titles are quite fitting for our show today, Opening to Love. Julie, welcome to the show. Hey, Dr. Farish. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, we're so delighted. Uh, We'd like for you to just tell us a little bit about yourself and what actually inspired your interest in living a clutter-free life. Well, the truth of the matter is, Dr. Farish, I didn't treat myself well for a really long time. Calling myself a doormat is probably being generous. And so through doing personal growth work, I learned to love myself. You know, this entire time, I'm like, I'm really long for to be in a relationship, but I couldn't love myself. If I can't love myself, how could I love another? And so as I was really getting deeper and deeper into loving myself and working on myself, I started my business. And when I first started it, it was called Healing Through Organization. And then I had an aha moment when working with a client. I went to organizer and she said, can we just talk? I said, absolutely. It made me a little nervous because I'm like, I'm there to work. We're there to declutter and get organized. And the aha moment for me was, it's really about the clutter. 
It's less about the organizing. And when you clear clutter, and it's, for me, the best metaphor to use, when you clear your clutters, you're talking at the beginning, opening up that space to create the life you desire. And so it was really motivated to improve and change my life. But I really believe when we clear our clutter and we are living our passion and we're sharing our gifts with the world, that allows other people, gives them permission to do the exact same thing. And so I want to live in a world where we're all sharing our gifts and passion and in love with ourselves and others. You know, that's so profound. And as you were talking, you know, I, I recall, you know, my people pleasing behaviors, not not mm-hmm. setting boundaries, not keeping my own cup full. So it's amazing how everything comes back to love, loving ourselves, isn't it? <laughs> really. I, I agree. It really does. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I believe you're either in fear or you're in love. And, you know, fear can encompass anger. It can encompass greed. It's all of those emotions that aren't in love. And I really feel when you boil it down, and I was so you had such a lovely meditation at the beginning and you touched on similar things that I believe, but if we're in that fear, it's because we feel we're not good enough. We're not loved and we're not worthy and nothing could be further from the truth. Wow. That's amazing. Tell us about this, your definition of clutter. I I think when most people think about clutter, they're probably thinking about junk, even though clutter can be junk, but redefine that for us so we can, you know, look at how to open our hearts and release all of this, what physical, emotional, spirit, uh, what mental baggage? Please share. Mm-hmm. Thank you. My <laughs> definition of clutter is this: clutter is anything that prevents you from creating the life you choose, deserve, and desire. So maybe it's mental clutter of living in the past and saying I've been harmed before, I've been hurt, I can't open my heart to love. So there are various different clutters that could be affecting you, and you might not even realize it. Yes, it's kind of unconscious almost, the, the baggage that we carry mm-hmm. uh, is, you know, when people talk about, think about love, most people go to romantic love. Uh, how, you know, can you kind of shed some light on that? How can clutter prevent us from actually opening our hearts? And I know you touched on, you know, the baggage that this weight that we carry around. <laughs> and um What's the relationship between clutter and opening to love? And I know I put a lot in there, but just go for it. Oh, (laughs) thank you. Your expertise. So clutter, really, any clutter prevents you from completely opening to love. And, you know, as I mentioned a moment ago, I had to love myself before I could love another. But I was so focused, Dr. Farish, on finding that romantic partner when it really need, I needed to be my own romantic partner. Yes. I needed yeah. to do that. But to me, it's even beyond loving ourselves. It's loving our community. Look how we're divided mm-hmm. right now in this country. We don't love one another. We don't love our community. You know, it's about if you're really getting down to brass tacks, it's about loving the things you don't like. There are things in my life right now that aren't perfect, but I have to love it as is. It's about loving Mother Earth, we've seen how she has thrived during this pandemic and how she's getting back to rebalance. And it's loving creatures great and small. It's loving everything. Yes, that's that's a great uh, uh, account of what love is about and expand, loving ourselves and expanding out to others, our community and nature. I mean, it's all encompassing. And I think a lot of times, you know, societal expectations uh, dictate what we should have. And, you mm-hmm. know, if you don't have this, you're not enough. Or if you don't have that relationship, you're not enough. Or you're only half a person or whatever. So mm-hmm. we can get trapped in, you know, these uh, these expectations that keep us yearning and moving further away from ourselves. And exactly. uh, one, thing, one thing you mentioned about, you know, uh, as we look upon our lives, I don't think there's anyone who has a perfect life. And I know that was one of the veils I hid on under trying to really be perfect and, you know, feel thought that being perfect, then I would be worthy. And it was truly <laughs> a faulty belief. And I learned after loving myself, you know, it, nothing matters the most because then you can really give from a full cup. I remember, uh, yeah, and uh, you know, if you aren't filled, you can't give to others. And I have a sign in my kitchen that my 
husband got me that, you know, if mama ain't happy, no one's happy. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. And I just want to share really quickly a story that I read years ago about the Dalai Lama and talk about someone we think who's probably open to love and as closest to perfection that you can get. I remember hearing that he had a uh, fear of flying which I thought was interesting because he did a lot of that. But so even someone that we think, oh, you know, we always don't know what's going on. And so even if someone looks like they have the perfect life to you, they still have their challenge and struggles. Sure, sure. That is, that's, a, that's really good because we all have those challenges. And I think it's all about trying to master them. And it's amazing that there's one key and that is love. So I'm so delighted that you're here to discuss this today. Let me ask you this, you know, we're all kind of in the midst of self-isolation and many people are home now and many of us are kind of huddled up with people that perhaps for extended periods of time and, uh, are there any things that we can do now to kind of make ourselves more open to love or deal with the challenges that we're experiencing experiencing now as a result of self-isolation and really, you know, being together more, uh, more than what we normally are accustomed to be? Oh, absolutely. And I truly look at this time. Now, I, I want to say I am not discounting any struggles that people have gone through. I've lost my job twice in my life. I know how incredibly stressful that can be, and I'm not saying discount that, but Mm -hmm. I'm viewing this entire time as an opportunity. And one thing that my father always said to me growing up is he said, don't borrow trouble. And what he meant by that is, you know, if you worry, you know, first of all, that keeps you stuck. If I'm spending my time, I love how you talk, in the meditation about becoming present because that's so key. If you are just sitting in your home right now, stressed out, you're borrowing trouble. When you are in the future, you can't take action. The present moment is your point of power to change. So I would say, how can you look at this time as an opportunity? Maybe you really hated your job and this is giving you the time to say, wow, you know, this is a, a new beginning for me. I can find out what am I really passionate about? What am I excited about? And again, that's not love directly, but in a way it is because you're opening your heart. You're opening your heart to your gifts. And so use this time. How can you use it? I've read um, just last night, I skimmed an article and it was so wonderful because it talked about people who were mending relationships. This entire crisis made them realize, you know what, maybe I need to do some forgiveness. Maybe I need to reach Mm. out to someone that I hadn't talked to in a while. And I mean, gosh, talk about forgiveness. What an opening your heart moment is that? I mean, you know, when you don't forgive, boy, does that keep your heart closed. Oh, yes. Forgiveness is is definitely necessary to release the bondage and baggage. And as they say, forgiveness really is about you, isn't it? (laughs) It really is, because it's what's that great quote? It's like holding on to poison, giving yourself poison and expecting the other person to die. You don't have to okay what someone did to you if they did something that hurt you, but you need to let it go. And that's what clutter is. I mean, when you clear your clutter, it allows you to focus on what matters most. And so let the stuff that's insignificant go. Don't spin your wheels on things that don't matter. I love that because wouldn't you agree that baggage is really about the past? <laughs> it <laughs> really is. On, yeah, hanging on to the past. So this is a great opportunity, I guess, if we're with people who perhaps we haven't had great relationships with or whatever. It is a time to kind of reset, isn't it? To it really, really look at Yeah, I, you brought up some good points about that. Don't just think you're kind of stuck or when is this going to be over? Because actually, this is just kind of a... Uh, a, a sample of maybe some perhaps future challenges that we might have to deal with where we're, you know, slow down and come together. So use it as an opportunity to reconnect with yourself and reconnect with others as well. So I, I love that. You work with other people, right? Uh, yes. Tell us about yes. what, you, what you do. And is there a, a good story you have that you like to share with us uh, that can bring this home for our listeners and for me as oh. well? Sure. Well, I would like to just say that another thing that this is an opportunity to clear your physical clutter. And again, I'm different than most people because I believe the inner reflects the outer and vice versa. So if you start clearing some physical clutter, that's going to help you on an emotional and a mental level, spiritual and all that. So one time I had a client and she had a stack of papers. 
it was probably three feet high. And I was like, okay, what's going on with this pile of papers? And she said, well, those are articles that I have clipped, like maybe a recipe, an article from a magazine. And she says, those are articles I've clipped to send to family and friends. And so we had, I kept asking questions and I kept probing, probing. And you have to say, we have all the answers within. And so you have your wisdom, Dr. Farish, I have mine. And so when I work with a client, it's about bringing out their wisdom because they know what's best for themselves. And so I'm talking to my client and all of a sudden she starts to cry. And she said, you know, I spend all this time cutting and clipping and mailing and it's this big burden to me. And she said, I'm afraid if I don't do it, then my family and friends are going to forget me and they aren't going to love me. And as soon as she expressed that, she was able to say, oh my gosh, that is completely ridiculous. And the entire pile went into the recycling bin and that freed up so much time and energy and space for her to pursue her passion of playing the clarinet. Yes, well, that is just wonderful. Well, we're going to take a brief commercial break, so don't go away. We'll be right back with Julie Carazio, opening to love. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel are you ready to face changes in your life for many that answer might be no not yet or never whether positive or negative moving forward or stepping back change is the one important constant in our life learn how to deal with change on a new you with host liz tupling the show will help you move through personal transformation by providing a GPS, if you will, to guide you on the journey to your better self. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, you've been listening to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love with your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. And coming back from commercial break, we'll continue with Julie Carasio, author and life coach for Opening to Love. Well, Julie, there's a quote uh, that has resonated with me through the years by John Kabat-Zinn. It's about voluntary simplicity, going fewer places in one day rather than more. Seeing less so that I can see more. Acquiring less so I can have more. 
you know, we can stuff our lives with so much and we fail to really see the obvious and we're so busy doing and not being. And this brings me to a question about the impact of clutter on loving yourself, as we discussed earlier, and feeling worthy because a lot of times people stuff what uh, stuff their them, their homes or 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 continue to buy things to fill the void to make them feel worthy or even the whole issue about overeating you know mm-hmm. stuffing yourselves to feel whole and 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 I guess fill the void inside. Can you share some insight on that in terms of how clutter relates to this concept of unworthiness? Sure. Well, if we have clutter, it prevents us from seeing our worth, you know, mm, <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't allow us to sell to allow our hearts to open up fully because when we're dealing with the clutter, that's insignificant stuff. And our soul, our spirit, our higher self, our sovereign self, whatever you want to call it, is always with us. And it's always saying, Julie, hello, hello, yes. please, please pay attention to me. I've got the good stuff for you. I want to lead you in the direction that you're meant to be. But if I've got clutter, I can't hear that. I can't hear that soul and that voice speaking to me. And we, when we get still, we're able to do that because if we were able to connect with our soul, then we know what, you know what? I don't have to keep up with the Joneses. A $10,000 living room set doesn't define who I am. That doesn't Mm -hmm. do me any good. And, and the more you're able to get still and hear that voice, you know, you know what? You have everything you need. All yes. the other stuff is, is really insignificant. And that doesn't mean, I'm not saying if you want to be in a relationship, not to have that. I'm saying that you're completely fulfilled when you're able to tap into that voice. And so it's great. It's a cherry on top if we have all these other wonderful things, but... You have what you need. And, you know, we get caught in this spin cycle of being constantly bombarded by advertisement, whether it's on TV and magazines, you know, I need this to look great. I need to lose 15 pounds to be acceptable. And that's not the case at all. Yes, accepting yourself and loving yourself. And one thing uh, that I want to bring up is uh, boredom. You know, a lot of Mm -hmm. times when people get bored and, You know, it's okay. You resort to the habitual behaviors without, you know, listening to the inner voice or looking at what you really need to sort through in your life. And as you indicated, you get on this spin cycle of habitual behavior. And now, since things have come to a a halt, so to speak, people have an opportunity to explore their passion and maybe tune into that intuitive spirit to maybe uh, learn about more about their passion and creativity. What, what are your thoughts about that as it relates to boredom and resorting to habitual behaviors? We know we have these outside influences like the media telling mm-hmm. us what we need to, how we need to look or what we need to have to feel enough. Uh, but the boredom that keeps us trapped, how does that relate to the clutter? Well, that's an excellent question. So first of all, I see boredom as a distraction because Mm. if I'm bored, then I don't have to deal with the pain. And one thing I learned before I started my business, I did used to have an internet TV show where I would interview body, mind, spirit experts and based on working with clients and based on my own experience for so long, I had this fear. If I look at my pain, can I survive it? You know, I don't want to look back at that. I don't want to heal that because the pain is too great. And I have yet to speak to someone who said, oh, my gosh, it was a lot harder to hold on to that pain than to actually walk through the fire. So boredom is a fear. Am I going to be able to handle that? Am I going to do I really want to look that I'm in an unhappy marriage? I can just be bored instead of having to do the hard work. You know, the spiritual work isn't easy. If it were easy, (laughs) we'd all be doing it, right? Exactly. And, you know, the thing about boredom, uh, as you indicated, uh, and and I know that a lot of people now, uh, a lot of people are bored now because they're they're not on their usual routine, which Mm -hmm. enables you to really 
face yourself, right? And look at the thing, look at your entire life. So as you indicated, I think in our first segment, it is an opportunity to really start looking at yourself and looking at your life and looking at what's working and what's not working and what keeps me mired in these traps of clutter, mental clutter, physical clutter, uh, uh, emotional baggage or whatever. So it's Mm -hmm. a great opportunity to really look at ourselves. And as you said, Many don't really want to do that because it's painful. Right. But the other point I want to bring up is, Mm -hmm. you know, people want us controlled. They want us bored because that keeps us buying or maybe that keeps us divided. And Mm -hmm. if we start to think for ourselves and open completely to love, Mm -hmm. what's that going to do to the status quo? Whoa, that's really going to upset things and if we love one another and we love completely then we won't be divided anymore and what happens if we're not divided and we come together and say hey you know what i want a living wage hey you know what i want health care i mean there's a you know many people are happy to i shouldn't say that let me rephrase that (laughs) a certain segment a small Mm -hmm. segment are happy when we're bored and we're not examining and we're not waking up and standing up for ourselves that's a part of it as well Mm -hmm. Very good point. Distraction and division keeps us mired, what, in past thoughts or past memories or separation. clutter. It, boy, does it immerse us in clutter because when we're in clutter, we can't focus on what's important. I personally think, you know, we have learned through this whole pandemic who the real heroes are. Yes. You know, and so like I now when I go to the grocery store, I say unionize, demand the $15 minimum wage rate, you know, stand up yeah. for yourself. And and yeah. to me, you know, that's a, it, I to me, that's about love. Yes, it, is, it, is. it is completely about love because that's me saying to another human being, you you know what? You deserve more than you're getting paid. And I want you to see your worth and I want other people to see your worth. You know, we have a really skewed, I'll just talk about America. We have a really skewed definition of who is worthy and who's love and who deserves. Like, you know what? I'm sorry. I like football, but what you're paid? Mm, No, you aren't what's most important. And we worship our celebrities and we worship people who are reality stars and have, you know, aren't contributing great things to society. So to me, that's about, and it's not to say they aren't worthy of love. That's not my point at all. But my point is all is we have created this, this hierarchy of who deserves love and who doesn't or as much and, and have that pay reflect that. And I don't agree with that. But the, and I think just the whole entertain, entertainment segment, if you look at it, kind of keeps us distracted if you're not conscious. Mm-hmm. So I think it's something that we have to be aware of. Let me ask you this question. Clearing clutter can be overwhelming. <laughs> should mm-hmm. we, should we, how, how do we, should we pre, pre, prioritize what area to work on first? Uh, does one Clearing one area automatically affect other areas? What's the relationship? Well, first, yeah, and then I'll talk about some steps. So absolutely, I believe this. And again, not everyone agrees with me, but the inside is reflected on the outside. So let's just talk for a moment. If you're can, can you can you clarify that? Clarify that inside reflects the outside. Because we sure. hear that a lot. What does that really mean? So I'm gonna give you an example. <laughs> So I'm sitting here talking to you in my office. If my office was cluttered, I wouldn't be able to think well. And I want people who are listening, think about it when you've gone into an area that's got a bunch of papers, that's, you know, is just completely cluttered. How well do you think? And I'm going to suggest that you don't think as clearly when you are overwhelmed with clutter. So as you start to clear the physical clutter in your space, it's going to clear you mentally. And you might not realize what an emotional drain it is. Every time you walk by that room, you're just exhausted because it's this thing that you have to tackle and it's draining you emotionally. Well, when you start to clear that physical clutter, then it's going to help perk you up emotionally. Does that make sense? Does that clarify? It really makes sense because I'm an author and I'm a writer and I have a a writing desk and Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I have to keep everything organized, my sticky notes, my ink pens, the ink pens that don't write, they have to be thrown away. (laughs) You know, my journals that are, uh, uh, you know, empty, I have to keep them in an area, those that are, you know, so I have to be organized in order to 
think and in order to write, in order to connect to my intuitive self. So I understand that clearly uh, in terms of how your area uh, where you where you live uh, affect, you know, your capacity to do what you need to do and fulfill your passion. It really does. And so if you're overwhelmed, what I would say is prioritizing is definitely key. So for example, if you aren't paying your bills on time, and you know that's costing you peace of mind, it's costing you money by having to pay interest rate, then you're going to want to concentrate on clearing out where you pay your bills. And I'll share a personal example that happened to me recently. So we are in I'm, my best advice to anyone listening, never buy in an HOA. So we fell in love with this house. We downsized and we're in an HOA and they denied us solar panels and, and made us jump through hoops. And then I'm like, okay, well, you know, we want reimbursed for us because you denied it. You discriminated against us. There are all these things in our, our, in our suit. So we're going to small claims court. It's not a big lawsuit, but some things happen. And for four or five days, nights I couldn't sleep well. And what I realized was I saw so all this mental clutter and it's affecting my sleep, what is affecting how I am during the day that I'm exhausted. And I was like, okay, step back and let's have a conversation. I was like, I need to write everything down. I need to get everything down as part of my acting in bad faith. Well, let's just take this incident that happened and write it down. And as I wrote it down, then I was able to sleep that night because I had that mental baggage and I had to get it down and had to get it out. And once I did that and took action, then the mental clutter went away and I was able to sleep. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense because we can get overwhelmed with just life issues, life challenges, problems that come up. I mean, let's face it, we're in this world, we're in this life, you're going to have problems and challenges. And I think what I'm uh, learning from you is that sometimes when you become totally overwhelmed, and I know this for myself, when I get overwhelmed, uh, I'm like, okay, stop. And just the other day, it's like, okay, stop, take a drive by the, the lake uh, mm-hmm. This is going to be a relaxing day to sort yourself out. <laughs> yeah, and I just I sat by the lake in my car and I just watched the ducks and you know and I, I you know I took some deep breaths and I felt so refreshed and that was a day that it was totally self care. <laughs> so uh, you know I understand that to stop and pull back and just collect yourself, right? And then you said that you write, you would write even, right? Maybe take some notes to yourself, notes to yourself to kind of get centered on what's really important or what's keeping me up at night or whatever. Does that help? Absolutely. And I want to, you bring up a great point. You mentioned this at your, at your lovely beginning meditation. What I tell people when all else fails, because I've been in those moments, like I can't even think. And so breathe. (laughs) Just free. If you just stop in the moment and start to take some deep breaths, what that does is that centers you and that grounds you, that clears the fuzz in your mind. It helps you center. And if you're really stressed out or upset about something, it helps calm your emotion. And when you're in that space of neutrality and being present, then that says, okay, then you can say, well, what's my first step? What's my next step? And you keep doing that and come back to the breath that allows you to take those steps to move forward. Oh, yes. That breath is so important. And I think for me, just sharing, you know, the other day when I had to take that self-care time for the entire day, I think it was Saturday, I had stuffed too many things in my schedule. Mm. You know, I had a clutter, you know, in my mind. All right, you got to do this. You need to do that. You got to do this. You got to make this call. And I'm like, okay, I'm just worn out now. I stuffed too much into my day. (laughs) And tomorrow is just your self-care day. So stopping really makes a lot of sense. That's a very good point. You know, and I'm so glad that you brought up your schedule because that is an awesome point. Because, yes, (laughs) you can clutter your schedule. We don't think about that. And one thing that I learned, I worked at, before I started my own business, this place was just nuts. It was the craziest place I ever worked. And I was always every day putting out fires. But what I took away from that job was I allow space. I always have open time in my schedule. I don't jam pack my schedule because that allows for opportunities. I've had, for example, a couple times 
people who do interviewing and radio shows say, hey, oh my gosh, I have a last minute cancellation. And then I've been able to say, yeah, you know what? I can move some stuff around. Let's do the interview. Yes. And that has opened up opportunity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is very a very good point. Uh, and I noticed for myself when I get cluttered in my mind or thinking I have to stuff so much in the day I have to stop and reorganize but I end up I notice that I get more I get short with people you know I'm like Mm -hmm. okay if I make that phone call it's like I'm not that patient let's get to the point and I'm like okay no you are really off center Yes, you know, yes. Because you're 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 cluttered. You're cluttered in your mind in terms of what you need to do. Uh, those are some very, very, very good points. I'm just so thrilled with the points that you're bringing up. Um, any other tips before we go into commercial break? I think we got a minute or two uh, before sure. we. Sure. Mm-hmm. So again, like taking that first step. I am a big fan, also of prioritizing. So you're like, okay, you know what? I need to pay my bills or. I have someone coming to put shelving in the garage so the shelves, you know, I need to declutter the garage. So mm-hmm. once you figure out what a priority is, then start to plan. And that is, okay, like maybe I need to block off an entire weekend to declutter the garage. Or maybe, you know, I need to devote this week researching meditation practices. Yes, and then on yes. Saturday, I'm going to try for five minutes if 10 minutes is too much. And then you figure out a plan and write out the steps of what you need to do to make that happen. I mean, I think that's really important because when we break things down into manageable steps, then we can do it. If I'm to look at my house and say, oh my gosh, my entire house needs to be decluttered. Of course, that's going to be overwhelming. But then Mm -hmm. I say, okay, you know what? I need to start paying bills on time, so I'm going to begin with my office. Well, an office is less overwhelming than a home. And then I look at my office and say, well, you know what? I can start with the bookcase, or I can start with the desk. That narrows it down and makes it much smaller, and it allows you to be less overwhelmed, and you can, you know, helps prop you up like, yeah, I can take yeah. on the bookcase. I can do the desk. And then, you, you know, however minutely you need to make each step, and, you know, I personally like to write things down so I can cross it off so I feel a sense of accomplishment. So when you break it down, you make it much more manageable. Wow, those are good points. And we're going to uh, take a quick uh, commercial break. Uh, so don't go away. We'll be right back for Opening to Love with Julie Carasio. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. As we age, there are certain situations which we all must face. Care and treatment don't always measure up to what it's supposed to be, and there are many questions that need to be answered. Tune in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with hosts Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a more fulfilling life, and we'll bring you the answers that you need to hear to make it happen. 
Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to our show, Love Light. I'm your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. And if you're just joining us, we are with guest Julie Carasio, author, life coach on opening to love. Julie, I've learned so much from you. I'm going to really revamp my life and look at some things that I still need to declutter. And I think it's ongoing because we never, uh, as Maslow says, we're always in a state of becoming. We never just get there and be perfect people. Uh, you've given us such clarity, and I'd like for you to kind of go back to those different areas uh, of clutter, mental, uh, physical, emotional, or whatever, and kind of, you know, let, relate to how, what is it, and how does it manifest in, in terms of clutter, and uh, how can we start releasing? Sure, absolutely. So another example of physical clutter, you know, we get, we've talked throughout this this show about the influence of the media, the influence of society. So ask yourself, is something a want or is it a need? Mm, great because, question. Because a lot of times we get those confused and we might immediately, oh, of course it's a need. But if we take a step back and say, huh, you know what? It really isn't a need. It's more of a want. And there's no right or wrong here, right? There's no judgment with this. But it's about learning discernment. And again, remember, when you clear your clutter, it opens up the space to bring what you desire in your life. So physically, I'd challenge you, start to ask yourself that question when decluttering, and you might feel and find that it's easier to let things go. You know, mm-hmm. mentally... I've talked about being overwhelmed and taking steps. Setting up a mindfulness practice is something that I think is really important because that does a couple things. When you clear your mental clutter, that allows you to hear your soul. That allows Mm. you to hear your inner wisdom because you're clearing. The more you meditate, the more it just clears your mind. It declutters your mind. And, you know, for example, as I look out and the, the grass needs mowed, I love mowing the grass because for me... It's a very meditative time. It's like I do a mental dump. It's like, oh, I can release all this stuff that's kind of been on my mind. Maybe listening to classical music is a way that you are able to clear mind clutter. It doesn't necessarily have to mean sitting on a pillow and, you know, touching your thumbs and your your index finger. I could never meditate that way. It was just Mm -hmm. too, it kept me distracted. So find what works for you. Another thing with emotions I wanted to bring up, especially during this time, because it's so challenging for many people. You know, I understand people are struggling and I encourage you to feel your feelings. If you're angry, scream. If you need to cry, cry. If you need to shout, if you need to punch something, because what that does is If you know, especially that's going to help you release anxiety, that's going to help you release worry. Because remember, emotions are just energy and emotions are energy wanting to move. It's like when a child has a temper tantrum, that is actually awesome because, you know, the kids go with their instinct. They know I, you didn't give me that candy bar. I'm so upset. And they scream (laughs) and shout. But you know what? Then they let it all out and then they're okay. And we've been taught, oh, keep your emotions inside. You know, don't keep them in check. And so I'm going to encourage you. And then when you felt your feelings to move forward and take action because you've released them. And then what's the step? So don't ever view an emotion as right or wrong. You know what? The women got angry enough to demand the right to vote. Well, for some women, not all women at the time, unfortunately, but their anger served as a catalyst Mm -hmm. for change. Mm -hmm. So don't, Mm -hmm. don't view any emotion as good or bad. Um, You know, I'd say, A big thing that I see as an example of spiritual clutter is comparing. 
Because if you are spending time comparing, you're not sharing your gifts with the world. You're diminishing your gifts. You're diminishing your talent. You're saying, oh, I'm not like Susie Q over here on the street. And I think that's an incredible, takes an incredible amount of time and energy. When I lived in Los Angeles, I lived in LA for 10 years and I was like, oh my gosh, would I give a million bucks to be that thin and that wrinkle free again? But at the time, (laughs) I'm like, I'm fat. I'm in the city where Mm -hmm. these women are, in my view, unhealthy and super skinny, but I was told that's how I should be. And so when I'd go out, I'd constantly compare myself. How Mm -hmm. does my weight look? Right, Mm -hmm. to this woman. How does my hair look? Blah, 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 my clothes and all that. That is a really sad frustrating place to be so i'm going to encourage you look at where you're comparing because that's a clutter that you should you know let go because when you let that go then that allows you to turn the focus on yourself okay because i'm not going to compare you know what i can't write the next great novel but you know what i could write a manual maybe for people to clear clutter and that's going to make a difference because then they can clear their clutter and they share gifts with the world. And what is their talent that's going to support people? So begin to shift that inward. Does that make sense? Oh, that's make, that makes a lot of sense. I, I could identify with you talked about mowing the lawn. My uh, uh, thing that I liked is raking leaves in the fall. Yes. <laughs> I fall and when I want to just connect to my inner self. Raking does that for me because then I get messages, I get intuitive Mm -hmm. hits, and it calms me. You know, there's no noise and the leaves are just quietly falling. And then you mentioned about listening to music. You know, a lot of times I like to listen to music without words, just Mm. quiet, soft background music. And, you know, I can identify uh, with that. I'm just giving you some of my uh, things that I like to see if I'm on task. And and, and the point that you mentioned about, you know, really, I think it's aging gracefully, you know, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. being satisfied with with who we are. I think there's a lot of truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One other question I want to bring up uh, as we look at, as as I indicated, you know, a lot of people are connected together and in isolation. Uh, What's the... The, your take on boundaries because we're with people and sometimes we get enmeshed and immersed in, you know, just everybody and everybody's stuff. How do we set boundaries with, you know, who who we're with now and without that time to just, you know, spend a lot of time apart? Any thoughts on that? Absolutely. Well, first of all, boundaries, in my view, are relationship clutter. We have clutter mm-hmm. in all areas of yeah. our life. And so, mm-hmm. The first thing I would say is when you set a boundary, pay attention, because if people don't appreciate and honor your boundaries, they're telling you, you know what, doesn't matter to me, you don't matter to me, and my needs are more important for you. You're not worthy, right? (laughs) You're not worthy, right? So that's the time to walk away. Mm -hmm. You know, again, like sometimes you have to have a conversation, but... I know that I used to not be able to set boundaries. I talked about being a doormat before. And so, because I didn't feel I was worthy and I didn't feel I deserved to have wants and needs and I was good enough and all that. So absolutely, (laughs) you know, yeah. But now is the time to practice. And maybe it's, you know, you take that baby step and you could practice with a friend. I'm a big believer of doing things in the mirror. Like, can you look in the mirror and into your eyes and say, I love you? Or do your eyes move away? Because not everyone can do that. So you practice your boundary. And I, when I was very hard for me to set boundaries, I'll share an example. So I had been babysitting when I lived in Los Angeles. I'd go and stay with the kids for a doctor in LA. And it was all, he would never pay me until after the fact. And I'd always have to go chasing the money. And I'm like, you know what? He has the money to pay me. This is ridiculous. And I felt guilt because I'm like, these kids don't have a good parental figure in their life. But then I was like, whoa, that's not your job. They're not your children. You need to take a step back. Mm -hmm. So he had asked me to babysit. I made my friend come over and sit next to me and hold my hand as I called him and said, I'm not going to be able to babysit. And I said, every time I babysit for you, you don't leave money for me. And it's pulling teeth to get you to pay me. And that's not okay. And I'm not Mm. willing to do it anymore. And you know what? How empowering. (laughs) It was. But I had to have someone hold my hand through that. But you know what? He honored it. And he said, okay. 
and didn't fight me, didn't try to pressure me. And I spoke my truth. I set a boundary. And again, gosh, talk about a release of clutter in, in, in all areas. But if that's what you have to do, have your friend hold your hand like I did and have your support system, then do it. But this is the great news. The more you do this, the easier it becomes. And if I can do it, you can do it as well. Wow, that's a great example. Uh, because when you change yourself, you change others around you and their attitude about who they see you as being. Tell us, how can we get in contact with you? And is there any uh, giveaways for our audience or anything like that? For our Thank listeners? you. Thank you. Well, first of all, if you go to reawakenyourbrilliance.com, you can find everything about me there. And on the right-hand side at the top, you will see how to connect with me on social media. I also have a shop if you'd like to purchase some products. And I am giving a free giveaway, a book of your choice, but you have to email me at julie at reawakenyourbrilliance.com. And if you go to the site, easy copy and paste or click right away and you can send me an email. And if you put love light, you need to put love light in the subject. All right. So, so I know... <laughs> That you listen to today's interview, and the first one who does so will get a choice of one of my books. Oh, wow, Julie, thank you so much. You, ha- I mean, I've learned so much from you today. Thank you for joining us, and uh, I'm sure your books are going to be of value to those who contact you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, and thank you for sharing your light and love into the world. It's much needed. All right, and yours too as well. So today, we've really been inspired and encouraged with this powerful message and insights from our guest, Julie Carasio, that will help us open our space for space for ourselves and love in our life. And uh, I thought about uh, an exercise that perhaps would help us uh, really look at how to start releasing clutter. I love light practice. Find something you consider valuable. Give it away. How did you select the object? Who did you give it to? And how did it make you feel? You know, we have to begin to really clear the, the, the physical, emotional, and mental clutter and take those steps that Julie recommended toward change and see our hearts open to love. Tune in next week for our dynamic guest, Linda Dyer. Be, do, have, love yourself, and you could change your world. So write your insights uh, in my Love Light Reflection Journal that I recommended that you keep. Share your insights about the show. And as I indicated on the first page, write my Love Light Journal. Uh, I am worthy. I am light. I am love. It's kind of a love mantra. Visit my website, www.jeanferrisjourney.com blog page. And I have Love Light practices for you to engage in and you can share your insights with me uh, email me gene72farish at yahoo.com and I will share your insights live on the show so that others can benefit from what you have learned and are doing in your daily love practice well uh, we want to express gratitude to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their love light around the world Again, thanks to Julie Carasio for this inspiring message on our show today. And remember, an empowered self is a loving self. And keep your love light shining. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.